Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It's the Fat Pack Four, and I am Gav. That's Keith. That's Kev. That is Shawnee. And um, Liverpool march on, and the quadruple is still on. And Shawnee done a tweet a while about a half an hour ago, and he said everything is still on until it's not, and it is. So um, it explained it very, very well. You're all yeah. very welcome in the chat. Um, if you're watching, like, subscribe, share if you want. If you can't. Nothing we can do about that, as we always say. And of course, put your comments in there, and we'll read out as many as we possibly can. Shani, how are you? Good. Struggling a bit, playing Sarge out, but good. Um, yeah, it's just it was a bit of a mad game. I, it's it's probably the most I've enjoyed a game, Liverpool game, and in a bit to be honest, because I I'm. I'm not old enough to kind of recognise what Forest are or where, but um, my dad gave me a bit of a history lesson as to how good they were and what it was like. And it was a proper cup toy. Like that, that I felt like I was watching the FA Cup when I was a young fella. When it used to be, it used to take over a football weekend sort of thing. It was a proper cup toy and really enjoy, enjoyed it. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was exhilarating. It was a it was a great game of ball. I thought it was. It was one of those where it felt like a proper cup tie. I seen a couple of people saying that it looked it looks like a proper cup tie. Keith, before we went to lineups yeah. and before we went to um, everything else about the game, you know, it was just one of those games where it was a bit Liverpool dominated the vast majority of it. Let's be honest about it. But but Nottingham Forest in their own way had a go and and to come through it, we've been drawn with. Um, Man City in the semi-final. Palace will play Chelsea, as we've seen before the game. Just get through it, and um, yeah, we're in another semi-final. Like, what what more is there to say? It's just it's just one of those where a, gro- a good game you get through it. Another semi-final, and we're starting to tick these games off um, day by day, week by week. Yeah, that's what it's all about now. Um, not that performance doesn't matter; it does, but it's getting the results that we need. <laughs> 
you know, you get in, get over today. And I'd say if you watch that game without commentary, and I don't know where everybody watched it, but we know what it's like when a, a lower league or a, a non-Premier League team plays a Premier League team. The commentators will go on and maybe dress it up a bit more than it than it is. I thought Liverpool had a better team. I thought Liverpool had the better chances. But we weren't at our best. Um, Forrest played well, except for in the, the final tour, I'd say. Um, but, you know, it's only about getting the result that we need. It's it's marching on now to another semi-final now in Wembley, Man City. You know, I'm not, I didn't give a shit who we got in the draw, but I'm a bit gutted that we got City. Nothing to do with us or City, but I'm gutted that Chelsea drew Palace and that Leiden, that young fella, Conor Gallagher, can't play because he's on well, loan. He you know, this is if Chelsea allowed yeah, it. They're not going to allow that. No? Well, you know what I mean? They won't allow that. And it just means, you know, it, it's a shame. Do you know what I mean? It's epoxy real, this, when you're loan. And I think it's only the Premier League that do that. Could be, I think it is only the Premier League. If you're loaning other leagues, like if Spanish players on loan in Spain, you can play against the parent club in Italy and the likes. So, you know, it's a, it, it's a shame for them, but for us, I'm just happy to be in the hat. Sean, he, he was dead right with his tweet, you know what I mean? Once it's still on, it's still on. And that's all we can ask for. Let's go ahead now. We've all, all seen the fixture list that's coming up in April. This is what it's all about. This is what you want to be in it for. We're in April now, and we have a chance of winning everything. Do you know what I mean? And how ridiculous that may sound. And look, people are going to be queuing up to knock us if we don't get over the hurdle in one or all the three it is. But you have to position yourself. And we've positioned ourselves. We got over the fourth one, the League Cup. That's in the bag. That gives you a chance. If you don't win the League Cup, you can't win a quadruple. So you get that one in the in the bag early and then you're positioned. We all know Man City are the favourites for the league, according to the experts. I, don't, I think Liverpool have a real good shot in that. But you position yourself now where you're in the semi-final of the FA Cup. We are in the quarter-finals of the Champions League where it's a favourable draw, you know what I mean? It could have been a hell of a lot worse. And you're second in the league and you're chasing down a team that I wouldn't say are looking a bit dodgy, but are not looking as imperious as they have while we're getting on there and getting the results some good performances, some not so good performances, but result is all that matters. Result is king at this stage of the season. Yeah, Carts are the heavy and decisive fixture that's in April now. In a short period of time, we need our A game on. And Kev, we've spoken about this over the last couple of weeks. You know, you, you love to see Liverpool playing exhilarating football. You love to see them playing like, you know, just 100 miles an hour. And I think we see it a bit of it against Arsenal during the week. Our pressing was unbelievable against Arsenal. But again, there's certain games you're going to come to. Like this, and probably like Watford at half twelve on a Saturday morning after an international break, where you go, listen, don't really fucking care um, how we play. You know, you want to see us play well, but once you're coming out there with the win and the three points, or you know, progression into the next round of a cup, it's all that really matters now, Kev, because you're, you're seeing how much we have to use a squad. You're seeing an international break. You're going to see players getting niggles, odd suspensions, and it's just all about putting yourself in that position. Yeah, look, everyone's going to have a role to play in this running. That April on paper is horrific. It's non-stop aggression, full-on top-flight football against top-quality sides where you're playing against sides, even in the league, everyone has something to play for. Even what, you know, the Watford game, you know, they're fighting for their lives to try to stay up. So there's no easy ones where you could say, you could pick one out and say, okay, that's the one where we can take a few liberties. No, none of that now. It's full on from here on in. And 
like lads were saying and the spot on. If you're a fan, it doesn't get better than this. This is as good as it's ever going to get as a football fan that you're involved in every single trophy going. And not me, well, nobody else can say that, you know. And you saw it in the lineup today when when the lineups came out. There were six players in that starting eleven going into that game cold, and they're the kind of players that you need them to to put in a, a shift. You're not going to get top quality performances out of them, but you need them to do a job. And most of them did, not for 90 minutes, but most of them did bits today that kept us in the game or kept the ball, kept the play going. And it was just one of those. It was all about the result. Disappointed in the final result. I thought we were better than a 1-0, but it is what it is. It's 1-0 and we're through. It's all we can do. It is all we can do. And, and um, me and Keith were out yesterday having a drink and we got talking to... It's my brother-in-law. He's a United fan. And we were having a chat with him about United and Liverpool. And um, we were a good hour there, basically, reading reading him as rights, I think we were, to be honest with you. Um, But we got on to the whole thing about winning a quadruple. And, you know, if we win this game, where will we be if we win that game? And he just turned around at one stage to me and he went, listen, when United were going for the, the treble, games were literally coming every three days. For the last two months of the season, he said. Yeah. And all you can do is enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it, don't be there. Do you know what I mean? Now you can worry. He said you can worry yourself and you can absolutely, your head be falling off the morning of the game or the afternoon of the game. He said, but that's where you want to be. There's nowhere better to be. You know, it is absolute top end pressure, but there's nowhere better to be. And he even said to me last night, he went, look, you know, you went and won the FA Cup, the league and the European Cup, he said. He said, but they could have easily lost the European Cup final, you know. And he said, like, would I have regretted it? He said, no. He said, that's where you want to be. He said, there's no failure in this. There's actually no failure in it. He said, if, if Liverpool come out with this with a League Cup and maybe one other trophy, i.e. the FA Cup, there's no failure in it. He said, to be in that position going into the start of April is ridiculous, he said. It's actually ridiculous to be in the four trophies at the start of April. And the, you just have to... You have to enjoy it, but I understand people are literally going, Holy fuck. When you look at when you look at April and we get on to it later and we look at how the fixtures have um, have fallen because it's just a mental series of games that we have. And the one thing I would say is that Klopp knows he has all these games. He knows what players he has, he knows what days he's going to be playing for the vast majority of them. And he'll have them ready. There's no doubt about it, he'll have them ready. You won't see many for me people put in a team and going, I'll just throw him in there. Um, you know, a young star, whatever. He's not, he's going to go absolutely hell for leather at this now because he's what 16, 16 games away. He's 16 games possibly left in this season. And if he's successful across these six series of 16 games, he will go down. Um, you know, he go down as it's the biggest achievement ever seen by the club in one season. So it's, it's one of those, it's the biggest achievement by any English club. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not even just Liverpool. This is. Yes, blows everything out of water. And that's what I don't think we've, you know, we go on about, Liverpool fans go on about the quadruple. And, you know, I remember when Manchester United won it in 99, I'm sure we all do. Sean, he's maybe a bit, a little bit younger. But, you know, they were a good team, but they did have a lot of luck along the way. They did, you know, the, the semi-final in the cup against Arsenal. They weren't great in that game. They did have luck. You need that luck and you need to ride that luck and you need to be there. 
to take advantage of it. And, you know, Klopp does this, he goes down. Alex Ferguson got a knighthood on the back of winning a treble. I don't know what Jorgen's yeah. going to get. Oh, well, the, one thing I, the one thing I'd say uh, is this this will never be achieved again. With the expansion of the Champions League and the Club World Cup and the ever-expanding international calendar, no club side will ever get close to doing this in the future. It's just going to be a physical impossibility. So the fact that we're we're in it now, I think if we do it, it'll never be equaled. I can't. I just cannot see how a squad of twenty-four or twenty-five players with an expanded Champions League, an expanded Club World Cup, can achieve all four competitions. I just think it's going to be impossible. So this could be the last chance that any club has a realistic chance of doing it. Go on, Sean, you were going to say something there? It's just box ticking now, really. Like I've I seen loads of the stuff going around today about the schedule and all being tweeted up and this game after this game after this game. And But I don't think the rhetoric changes for this team. Uh, I think it'll remain to be the bar now one game at a time because... Um, listening to Roy Keane there tonight on ITV, you kind of, I know he does a lot for sound bites and that, but you need to kind of, when he talks on this sort of thing, you like, um, you kind of think to yourself, yeah, well, he's done that. And he, he did. And he was, he was so key to it. But he literally just said, you just go in, you get the game out of the way, you focus on your recovery and you go again. He said, there won't be much too night, uh, too much insight into analysis and areas of improvement. The team just sort of goes into autopilot in a way and you just keep going um, and you trust in the ability and the quality of the players within the squad. But And he said he sees that with this Liverpool team. Um, I didn't for one sec think that it was going to be easy. I don't think Benfica is going to be easy. And I don't think those players will either. It's so... It, it, this is all on a knife edge now, Gav. This is knife edge football. Like, is that key to it as well, Johnny, though? Because if Liverpool at the moment were sitting, say, eight points clear in the Premier League, right? Mm. You'd say, right, they literally need to win four games or something out of four and nine, something along them lines, right? Um, four or five games. And you, there's a bit of leeway there. There's a bit of, there's a bit of slack in the rope there, right? But this isn't like this, Johnny. This is where fucking nearly neck and neck in the Premier League. We've a huge semi-final against the people we're going to be running against in the league in Man City. We've got Benfica followed by Bayern or Villarreal and possibly then you're looking at City, Chelsea, Real Madrid and Atletico on the other side of the draw. So there's no leeway here, Shani. They literally, oh, there's, there's no, there's no second guessing. This yeah, this is is, there's no second guessing in this. This is but, you like, need to win everything. You can't. These, you can't take a weekend off, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what they always say with these com- competitions, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And the Premier League has been a sprint for the most part between Liverpool and City because there's been so little margin for error. But when you look now, like we we, and it goes the other way as well. Like we could literally destroy season City in a week. Yeah. Likewise, they can with us, sort of thing. Know what I mean? Like you said, it wouldn't be a failure, but you've you've got to feel like we are banging in every single competition here. You know what I mean? And it's just keep rolling. This is something as a spectator that's completely alien to me. Eighteen, nineteen, we're we're going for the league coin and the Champions League is sort of a distraction, and we end up winning it. But now we're looking at it now, and we have the squad now, Gav, which is a big thing where you're kind of going, we can take on all comers. And it's just literally going to be 
one game at a time and I'm not ready for it. Anyone, like everyone's wondering, I'm just strapped and enjoy it. But this is going to take years off my life. I absolutely know it. But like the, the, what they always say is the journey is always greater than the destination. And that's always what you remember. And today was a memorable FA Cup quarterfinal, which you think, when we look back on these runs, you go, and Jesus, we went to Forest and they gave us a great game. And that's what it's all going to be about. And the thing is, we're kind of, we, we haven't been a scintillating best in, I'd say, the last month. Uh, I thought we were good against Arsenal. But you look at some of the performances and the results far away, uh, far away the performances, and that's all that really matters. I think we have gears, Gav, and that's the scary thing. I really do. I think that there's gears to go on this side. I think that the the, the far, our forward players will come around again and start like kind of hitting a bit of form because they haven't been great but we've just been getting it done and that's really all that matters we're finding a way whereas you look at City who dominated Palace last week they couldn't find a way so this this is brilliant like this is like Kev said just you're never actually going to see anything like this again this this is the pinnacle for us um, with football coming so diluted and fucking torn out and dragging the arse out of all these competitions like this could be it's historic I, I said it got weeks ago when we were talking about how important the Carabao Cup final was and I thought like if we win that you feel this is really something a springboard into history and while we're right on the we're riding the crest of the wave here and who knows where we're going to end up but fuck it we're all along for the ride and we'll be here every Sunday talking about it, no doubt and I'd probably need to check in the Lowman's by the end of April. But look, <laughs> yeah. um, a couple of people are mentioning only Everton fleece. It's not; it's just a puma top. But you need all the support you can get. To know <laughs> yeah. So, in fairness, um, if, if if you think that's me supporting Everton, fair enough. Uh, John says, "Remember that United, <clears throat> United team that won the league in '99 and the treble. They won the league by a point." They beat Spurs on the last day. I think I remember Andy Cole lobbing a yeah. goalkeeper. Um, they were also on that tightrope. That's the that's the big thing for me. It's there's there's none of this where you can go th- that league game there in between Champions League game or that league game there between an FA Cup semi final. We can let you know we can let off the pedal a little bit because we have a margin for error. There's no margin for error, and I think that I think that's actually good for us where we know does th- because sometimes you can get play really well you have a week where you go this game we can kind of take a few chances on because we're, we're backing it next week and we have a, a buffer and sometimes it can be hard to get back up to that level again whereas this team just know now every game you go into you must win you must win between now and the end of the season and if you keep doing it God knows where you get to in the end but onto this game itself Keith you know you see the lineup: Allison players Gomez Kanate Van Dijk Simakas um, he goes um he goes Fabinho, he goes Keita, no. Elliot, he goes uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jota, Firmino. No sign of Mane, no sign of Salah. Um, it was still strong enough though, wasn't it? Like, were you expecting it to be a bit stronger? Because I th- I seen a few people going, wow, he's left a good few out there. And then I saw people going, geez, that's way stronger than I thought it was going to be. Is that just people thinking Forrest were going to be a bit easier than they were? But... Overall, for you, it was a good lineup. It was, it was a good, line, great bench as well. It was, Gavin. Like, what well, I don't think we're going to see Tyler Martin and you know Connor Bradley are these young lads now. They've had a few games 
even Cuevin Kelleher. You know, they've had a few games, well done, but now it's the senior squad, which Kelleher is a part of, but I just made, I don't see us messing about with goalkeepers now. I just think it's now at a stage where you've got the squad there, you've got players coming in, like, let's say, Joe Gomez and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who have been out of form, um, suffering maybe with fitness and things like that over the over the years coming in. And if they're, let's not say your weakest link, but if they're the players that you're, like, more worried about, well, then we're not doing too bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll talk about individual performances, I'm sure, but, you know, the, the squad now, whatever... Whatever uh, variation of it that we're going to put out in games, it's going to be strong. It might not be as strong as people expect it to be, but it won't have youngsters in it. And, you know, we, we played Forest today. Did we take them too lightly? I don't think we did. I think, you know, Steve Cooper's a, a good coach. He's well known within Liverpool. Um, I think Klopp picked a team that was quite respectful to Nottingham Forest, but at the same time, looking after Liverpool's interest as well. You know, like we we made a few changes. We still had a strong team. It still expect us to win, but it was never going to be an easy game. Sean, he said that they're not a bad team. They have good players in there, and you know we needed to have that strength in there. You know, we needed a Van Dijk in there. We needed to have Allison in goal. We needed to have Fabinho. Um, but we, that's. Where we're, where we're at now put your strongest team as possible but try and manage it as best as you can there's not going to be many games now between now and the end of the season where you can manage it you just have to nearly go as I think Sean you said you're nearly on autopilot now it's just rolling boom 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 through the games through the gears get the results but you're nearly, managing, happy with you're nearly managing it in game where if you're 2-3-0 yeah. you can manage it in game for 20-20 exactly minutes. and you saw today he makes four subs in one go because you can do that in cup competitions and that's where I think we'll see chopping and changing in the cups where they can where you can do that. You can make a lot of changes. You can bring players in. You can bring them out on the hour and give lads a rest and give them the final half hour. I think that's where we'll see a lot of the squad management happening. But it'll be interesting to see how the games go. I think it'll be strong from here on in. Yeah, I think it will be strong. And, and you know, when I when I looked at the team today, I just I thought, yeah, that's absolutely fine. You know, Manny and Salah are involved in an international kind of head-to-head thing, aren't they? Um, over the international break now. And... You know, Mane has played an awful lot of football since he's come back from the African Nations. Salah the same. And it was probably, regardless of what's going on with the international games during this break, it was probably was one where the year marked him went, listen, we can play these right up to then, and, but we have to rest them. Because if we have them for the rest of the season, they need a weekend off here. They absolutely need one. So they go and do that. Um, Midfield-wise, Kate has been playing well. Fabinho it's, goes, speaks for itself. Elliot has been in and out. Uh, mostly out since he's come back in fairness so they give him a chance and up front you know Firmino scores during the week Jota's still making his way back to full sharpness in my opinion which is fine the Oxley chamberlain one is a bit weird I thought Minamino might have got a look in there or Diaz even getting another chance but you, again you say to yourself they're on the bench and you have five subs that's a huge thing um, Kev getting into the game because I just felt like Liverpool just dominated and should just be ahead of half time and if they're ahead of half time we're probably not having a big discussion over the fact that it's 1-0 Firmino should just square it or bury it and he doesn't he doesn't either he tries to be cute but was that a little bit of complacency coming in because I've seen I have seen some people talking about how our front three are performing in games even though we're winning and playing well there's some concerns over how our how our front three are kind of interacting and playing with each other at times 
think before that, before the Bobby one, because I mean that was Bobby's first start, I think, since coming back from his injury. And like yeah. you said, Jota's coming back from injury as well. You had Elliot played right wing, Ox played right centre mid. And I thought Chamberlain was fine in the first half. The change in formation at the start of the second half just didn't suit him at all. It was it was horrendous for him. But before the uh, Bobby chance, there was a penalty. There should have been a penalty on Jota. Stonewall. It was and you had Lee mm-hmm. Dixon saying, "Yeah, great tackle. Didn't touch the ball. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't touch the ball whatsoever." You know, and I someone asked me on Twitter because I, I just put a tweet. I just, that's what I says. Like, Lee Dixon and Coventry, you know, great tackle. Never touched the fucking ball. Blind bastard. But then I thought, "What well, VR can't be? A, there can't be any VR at the game because like it was clear as day. That's you know, that was, stone, that was a stone. That was a stone pen. So I just wrote it off and said, "Look." Referee's shite is Craig Paulson. He's a fucking shite ref at the best of times. So we're not getting anything out of him today. And I just on me merry, me merry way with it. The Bobby one, he almost had too much time to think. He had to either shift it to one side, do something, do a trick, make the keeper make a decision. The keeper did really well, stayed on his feet, stayed big, and made a good save. I thought he's he played well. That keeper, he had a, he made a couple of good saves, hmm. but we dominated the first half. You know they had. A couple. They look threatening on the break now and again. I thought their full back was their right back was really quick. He was he was he looked good. Simicast was wasteful. Some of his uh, decision making, I suppose, some you know rash shots where the pass should have been the, the right, you know, the better decision. But overall, the first half, I couldn't believe it was nil nil. Couldn't believe it. But at the same time, I never for seconds, I, I just couldn't see them scoring. It would have had to be an absolute howler of a mistake for for them to get anything because the back four was just fantastic. You know, they 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 marshaled it really well. They were good on the ball as well. Some of the passing into forward players was good. You know, I, I was happy enough for that. The what Klopp did at the start of the second half, I couldn't wrap my head around. I just thought that when he changed it to four two three one. After dominating the way we the way the game was going, I just I couldn't work out why he did it. There was no need. You know, sometimes when you change from four three three to four two three one, is to get that person in midfield centrally a bit more advanced, and maybe try help commit another centre half or something like that. That's usually what it's for. Mm. But Shani, like Firmino should score. Where do you stand on this? Like, because Jono says Jota is the funniest footballer around. Versus Ar- Arsenal for his general play was rubbish. Yet yeah, he scores goals. Love him. No nonsense footballer. Where do you stand on the whole idea that we are winning games? But you, there's a slight concern there over maybe the chemistry between the front three, different combinations. Um, you know, you'll always get this stuff like, oh, there's that much competition. They don't pass to each other and all sorts of stuff. But there has been, I know, there has been, for me though, a little bit of a thing where just the decision-making just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem to be... The rest of the team look great, but just together as a tree up front, regardless of who they are, it just doesn't look like it's clicking yet, or maybe there's a lack of understanding, especially when Diaz is in the team. Is there anything to be concerned about? No, there's nothing concerning to me. It's See, they're still getting it done. Bobby's been in the goals are out playing well. Jota's still in the goals. Yeah. That's the thing. That's and he's pretty he's pretty much been like that since he's come to Liverpool. There's been loads of yeah. games where you're thinking, Jesus, he hasn't done a whole lot other than get goals. But look, that's what he's doing for. I think the problem with the 
the problem probably stems from Gav. We've we've made a lot of changes, and like I don't know who's going to start the front the front three against Watford. I couldn't tell you who's going to be the front three that starts against Benfica, and that's the thing. And it's not a bad thing, but the, it can be bad. Klopp's big on rhythm, and you see the effect that that can have on a back four, and that can definitely be the case with a with a front three because if the the symmetry is off, it can affect your decision making, and decision making is what makes or breaks it in the final third, and that that's where the problem is lied. But I have a feeling someone's going to get a hiding very shortly, very soon. Someone is going to end up getting a hiding, and we will click back into clear because I think the players are too good not to. You need to realise as well, Mane's had games out on the right down to the middle as well, so mm. not everybody is played in the preferred positions and. We coin it. You've Mao Mane who've come back from Afcon. You've had Jota who's had knocks. You've had Firmino who's had knocks, and you have Diaz who's just coming in. So it's still we're kind of like we're juggling, but we seem to be always finding a way, Gav. And I think there's so much quality there that they always will. If you get what I'm saying, like at least one of them is going to pop up and do something. You feel, and if not, they cause chaos and nothing. You know what I mean? They, if they're not on it, they, st- they still make it really, really difficult to play against. Like Mo, like even Taki today, I thought when he came on, thought he was really good, thought he was yeah. really tight. I think he caused problems because he pinned their fullback, which we didn't really have with Elliot because he was moving so much so, you know what I mean? Whereas Taki kind of pinned them and he was really, his ball retention was good. And we have the squad now where we don't really have to worry about it. You just think one of them is going to deal for us. Like, our issue is fitting who we have to put in, where the city's issue is who do we put in? Because we don't really... Well, they have Gabriel Jesus, but he's not a striker, according to... Not a paupers now, is it, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So, it's not really... Um, someone's going to get a hiding. That's, someone is going to be on the end of a hiding very shortly. And it could be one of these big sides, to be honest with you, because they just seem to be up in it when they need to. Um, I'd, li- I'd love to give someone a hiding without Mane and or Salah in the side. Well, it doesn't really matter, Gav. No, I'll tell you why. Because, because it, this, it's this, not. It's like years ago. Like we seen the documentary with Pep on Amazon going, oh, Salah can play through the middle and Bobby can do this and Mane does that. He won't have any clue who we're going to start. Hmm. In well, either way, of those games. The way I look at it is, if we give someone a hiding and say Mane doesn't play and Diaz and Jota do, right? Bobby's just easy going. He just plays his game. But I think if he'd done it without Mane there, or say Mane, Jota, Diaz started and Salah didn't play and he gave someone a hiding, I think them two in particular, just how headstrong they are and how they want to um, contribute and how they want to get in and score goals for Liverpool and affect games for Liverpool, I think that would... It wouldn't be a kick up the arse. I'm not looking to give the boy that's player to kick up the arse but it would be something where the two of them would go oh we're giving out hidings now are we without me in the team okay I'm getting back in there and we're going to continue to give out hidings just a little spark you know what I mean just a little spark and look I think the team is playing very well I think in periods we're controlling games in periods we're defending well sometimes it looks a bit disjointed up front I'll give you that but I think you're right in what you're saying people coming back from injuries knocks the, the volume of football they're playing and a new addition to the front line is, all like, brings that together the thing is, Gav, like, you need to realise as well, the fact we're so good at the moment, 
you're going to have people looking for chinks in the armour. So if there's anything there that they feel like they might get a little bit of traction out of and saying, oh, they haven't got this, or they're doing this, they're doing that, leave them to it. The, the fact of the matter is we're getting it done with the personnel that we have. And the only concern I'd probably have running on the end of the season is the midfield. Because it's kind of, the balance can be so easily affected in there. You know what I mean? With depending on who we have in there. So look, I I don't really have any I'm now asked to grime at any of the I thought Jota annoyed me today because um I thought he was he was at the ref too much. He reminded me of Bruno and Bernardo today a little bit. Just at the ref too much, just fucking get on with the game. You're not gonna get the FA Cup's different. Like you're probably getting them freeze week in, week out at the in the Premier League, but you're not gonna get them. Slightest touch, he was going down looking for free, and the ball was still playing. And you could even see Klopp going matter on one stage. That annoyed me a little bit. I thought Bobby was sloppy. But look, we're fucking in the hat. We're not even in the hat. The drive's already done. So, <laughs> like, yeah. what there? We we roll on and we'll meet again. That's kind of, you just, that's the way it is. You know what I mean? We didn't even have to blame roll out Divock. We didn't even have to blame D.O.S. Divock today to dig us out of a hole. We haven't even had to use him yet. We still yeah. have fucking D- Divock wild cards in the bank. So, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, Our forwards have got us into this position <clears throat> by doing the business for a whole lot of the season. And in the last few games, it's our defence and our defensive side of our game. So, Alisson, the back four, the, the midfield are the ones that are driving us. You know, 1-0 wins or 2-0 wins or 2-1 wins. You know, well, where we are because Mo banged in 20 goals in the league, Jota's banged in whatever, 14 or whatever, and Mane as well. You know, I don't know if they're still the top three scorers, but they're up there or thereabouts. And, you know, it's been an effort from from them to get us there. We don't need them. We don't need, you know, to be winning 5-0 for the rest of the season. It'd be nice, you know what I mean? It'd be less stressful. You just need to get there and we need our more defensive side which is doing it now, will be what drives us home in most of these games, I think. You know, teams will fear us in the attacking sense. They always will with the players we have. And whether they're not clicking at the moment, you know, Mo, we think, came back from AFCON, hasn't been great, in all honesty. Hasn't been great since he came back from AFCON. He could go out and spank someone. He could, you know, hit a, a big, good team for a hat-trick. And then all is good again. You know, then we're not looking at these, you know, missed chances, not passing and things like that. There's been times Diaz has gone through has tried to pass, it hasn't come off, people are criticising him for being greedy, you know, little things like that, everyone just gets a bit annoyed about at the moment, but I think that everyone's living on their nerves a bit, you know, let's just wait and see. The attack got us where we are, but it'll be the Virgils and the Allisons and the Fabinhos now that we'll be looking to to get us over the line. Exactly. It's, yeah. Look, regardless of, oil, regardless of what we think might, might help us or, or, or hinder us, it's going to be brilliant and I can't wait. I j- and we're going to talk about April in a bit and, and the fixtures. Like Keith said there, like, just before we, we get off the holiday of the squad, like, to not, we're out sounding like Michael Allen. Like, they're your breadwinners. Yeah, 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 Fabinho's, your Virgil's, and your Allison's because this this is the most Michael Allen quote ever. But if you don't concede goals, you won't lose games of football. Yeah. Do you know, like, it, it is that simple. Yeah. That we're only relying on a moment. Um, we're only relying on a moment now from one of our forwards because we don't seem to be giving up an awful lot. People talk, they go on about the, they had a huge chance today, but they go on about the high line, but it, 
it's destroying teams that high line. Like you've seen how frustrated the Arsenal front three were getting. Yeah. That's they're the they're the main man. We only need to worry about them being in form and you'll get on to the game. Like today, Addison, not a lot to do, but has a huge moment and you'll get on to the penalty and all. But the thing that's really annoying me is that nobody actually talks about how good his positioning is initially to be even close to Yaman there. That's just yeah. it's the highest level of goalkeeping. Yeah, like, and then there's the one where they call for the penalty, and you know your man's initiating. That's what I'm contact. talking about. Yeah, that's it, the one. Like, yeah, he's, 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 he's on in, top of the striker. Yeah, and he's initiating the contact, and and I think you know, um, the decision is probably correct there. And then of course you do have Liverpool's goal where people are going, obviously oh, offside, and look, does it look this and it doesn't look that? But like, Allison has one bad clearance, doesn't he? Early in the second yeah. half, where you go, what the fuck? And I think sometimes that's just in Allison. It's like. He just gets bored, and I think I think I genuinely think his 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 concentration levels are outstanding because there's a huge amount of games he plays and he's nothing to do, and he pulls out his top save near the end of a game. Brighton away, um, the other week I think it was Welbeck got a header and he tipped one over the bar. Good reaction, you know. Um, Arsenal early on the season were bashing them, and he partly hits a great one towards the top corner, just steps across, makes the save. You know, his his concentration level is great. And then he just drops one like that. And I think, do you know what? I don't think it's a, until we can see it one, I don't think it's a bad thing where it nearly snaps him out of this kind of mid-boredom. You know when you're looking at somebody and you're not looking at them, you're looking beyond them, you're just glazed looking past them. That's where it feels like we're Alison at times when he's looking at the game. But then that just kind of clicks him back into gear and, and he's grand, you know, the sort of way. Um, Kev, we make a lot of substitutions in that second half. Do you think it's something you wanted to do? Would you prefer to stay away from that and be a couple up and maybe make one or two? Or was it always the case they're going to try and make as many as they can? No, I think the way the game played out, it, it needed... He was he obviously wasn't happy with something because of the way he changed the shape at the start of the second half. He put Ox out on left wing and we got overrun in midfield. You know, the Forest targeted the two central midfielders and that's where they were getting joy through the middle. So he had to change something. Um, maybe the, I think for being the, the two, the two that he changed in midfield looked like they were planned. Henderson and Thiago to come in. I think he'd have preferred to leave Elliot and Ox out if he could, if he could have let them play on, if we were more comfortable, I think he'd let them stay on. But, the situation in the game dictated what needed to happen, and it had to happen. The changes needed to come. And the beauty about uh, us needing you know, a win at all costs in every single game, he's making these changes early, giving players a chance to come on and affect games with half an hour to go, you know, 35 minutes to go sometimes. And... It's not like before where he would hold on and hold on and hold on and give him five, ten minutes at the end and hope. At the minute, he's doing it with half an hour to go, knowing that there's a possibility of extra time to come. You know, um, I think he got the changes right. And when the changes came, we we sewed things up. What Keith was saying there about the clean sheets is, is so, so spot on. I mean, Joss has had 19, I think uh, John was saying it in the chat, Joss has had 19 goals in all competitions this season. Any other year from your third choice forward, you're ecstatic over that, you know? But the fact that Alisson looks like he's going to challenge Edison for the golden 
the Golden Globe this year, it's that that gets us over the line. That's what wins your cups and wins your leagues. Clean sheets, miserly back fours, especially when you've got a front five that we've got. You're always going to get goals. And it's clean sheets, the scottery one nils. That's what gets you. That's what gets you cups. And I think Klopp managed it pretty, pretty. He got the changes pretty much bang on today. I don't think he made the fifth change in the end, did he? No, he does four. Uh, no, he does four, and that was it. So he held two but back. He does them nearly on top of each other. Yeah, he does the four straight, four up, together, straight yeah. away. Yeah, all of, all in one go. And you know, the change he made at halftime didn't work. So he just said, fuck it, and made the four changes. Yeah. You know, there, no one was coming coming on that, you know, you were a bit worried about they might be carrying a knock or something. There was none of that. And the players that went off, Ox looked like he hadn't played in a long time. Elliot's the same. He was coming in cold. Joe Gomez came in cold. Kanati came in cold. Bob came back from an injury. And Jota fought, trying to find his way. So... With the starting eleven that we had, we were gambling a lot. You know, we gambled an awful lot with that starting eleven that they'd all hit the ground running, and some did, some didn't. Uh, Joe Gomez was very good today. Yours says uh, <clears throat> Allison, one hundred and twenty-seven league appearances, sixty clean sheets, two assists, one goal. Um, so he can he can deal with dodgy clearance if he wants. Let's be honest about it. Um, Keith, we've spoken about the forwards and. Things not maybe not clicking and for different reasons and but we're getting through games. We're winning games and we're winning games because like Shiny and Kev have touched upon clean sheets and so have you. Clean sheets and being really good defensively. And if you can take one chance or two chances, the chance that you win the game. Just the way Liverpool are at the moment. But that brings us on to Diogo Jota. Because I thought I agree with Shawnee. Um way too interested in the referee today and having running battles with him or having a go with him. Um should have a penalty, right? That's fair enough. And then he looks like a bit like he's drifting out of the game. And then bang, I'll just score the winner on 80 or whatever it is, 80, 78 or whatever it is. Um, and that's where he is, Keith. I mean, we're just going to have to learn that that's where he is because he's not a Firmino in, holds it, you know, manipulates space, um, brings players into play, it, intricate passing. He's direct. He gets in the box. And he scores goals. He's the closest thing to a number nine we have. Yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, the penalty incident at the start, I think he looked very leggy trying to go through. You know, he didn't look very sharp trying to sprint through. And that's why Joe Worrell was able to catch up with him and foul him. Um, but the goal shows what he's good at. Uh, it's that instinct, the reaction around the box, around the goal. You know what I mean? He comes to us. He's not a, a, a number nine. You know, we don't get him as a number nine. He's playing for Wolves as a second striker or, or a winger. But where he's looking the sharpest, you know, against Leicester earlier on, he's, he comes alive, two chances, comes alive in the box when others are sleeping, bang, scores, does it again today, comes alive, doesn't give up, gets in. And that's what we're getting out of him. He's sharp over that sort of few yards around the box, around the goal. But outside of that, he's not, he's, he, he doesn't impact games. We all know that. Um, he doesn't have to impact games. Do you know what I mean? Does he press? Yeah, that'll do for the start. Do you know what I mean? Does he work hard? Not as mu- not as hard as the others, but then he will get you a goal when, you know, Salah doesn't get them type of goals. Um, Mane doesn't get them type of goals. Jota is the one, he's the, the most like your Robbie Fowler or Michael Owen, you know, the more traditional 
sniff out a chance in the box. You know, forward play has changed over the years. Like with everything, you know, the game evolves and things like that. And you he's don't a bit see of a many throwback. of these. He's a bit of a throwback. He is a throwback. Coach, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's very similar to those forwards of a few years ago, and maybe even just that is, you know, is that, enough in the team. It's something enough, yeah. different. Yeah, it's that little bit of difference that we have. He doesn't try to over, over complicate it or overdo it. He just comes alive, come alive in the box. And if the ball breaks you, he's in a position where defenders aren't expecting, goalkeepers aren't expecting. Do you know what I mean? That cross comes in today. It's a bit of a swing on him from Simakas on his bad foot. Good delivery, let's be honest. But you're looking at it and how is he getting onto that? Do you know what I mean? He's sharp. He's in, like a light. He's in and he's he's tucking her away. So that's what you get with Jota. He's not going to be like Bobby Firmino. Firmino gets a lot of stick, you know what I mean? But if Firmino could just put the ball in the net, be great. Because his build-up play is excellent. You know, if you combine the two of them, you have one of the best footballers in the world. But we have one each. So, you know, Firmino can knit the play and work hard and make the team play better. Firmino makes the team play better, in my opinion. When he's on it, the other forwards get more chances. He creates more opportunities. But Jota doesn't make the team play better, but he can get you the numbers. So, look, I'll take that as well. Goals win games, you know what I mean? So, we'll take that. Sean, it is a case of, like, he's he's just a bit different. You know, Salah is about Salah is about pace. He's about um, just frightening the life out of people. Mane is pace and he works hard. Um, he's very, very good technically as well. Mane, you look, you know what Firmino does. Um, you know, you see Diaz coming now and he looks more and more just like a, an absolute electric winger. And this fella is just different. And sometimes it's hard to identify and be okay with different. You know, someone says there he looks, uh, he looks more effective. He's more effective when he looks least effective. It does his head in. Um, and like, that's bang on. Just says, Jota is a funny one. We aren't used to having a forward that isn't always involved in the game. Recent years, like the traditional front three, but he's getting goals. And that's key, isn't it, Shani? Because we we have, in, probably since Mane rocks up our landfield, so five, six years now, we've always looked for our front three to be mega involved in the game, in both defensive and an and offensive, you know, part of the game they're mega involved in everything we do they're crucial whereas Jota seems to come in and go there's no doubt he works Sean because Klopp only said it during the week if you don't work your bollocks off you don't get in this team but he's just one of those where he simplifies the game you know put it in there and I'll fucking score I don't need to do any of the other bits around it there's loads of lads that can do it that's just where he is Sean isn't he yeah it's mad and he's nothing like the player I thought we were getting I didn't associate that with Diogo Jota at all when we saw him though I didn't like the beauty of our, you say six, seven now, right? There's obviously five of real, real quality, but you go across Origi, Minamino, Diaz, Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino. No two are the same. Like, no two, they're all different in their own way. And the fact that we've been able to recruit brilliantly so that they fit in, it's just, it stands again to the recruitment team. Like, Diaz is electric. He's completely different. He's a bit more of a wild card than the rest, I feel. Salah is Salah. Sadio is Sadio. Bobby, look, you can't really, you can't kind of pigeonhole these fellas into being the type of forwards because there's not many like them around. They all complement each other well. No more than the original front three. And Neville, uh, Neville went back to that against Arsenal going, Jesus Christ, look, the original three are on now. Like These are okay to get that sort of thing. So, what 
it's not even Liverpool 2.0, it's just Klopp is amalgamating a, a forward line where he feels in any given game they can do the job. And Jota has just this knack of getting goal. He reminds me of Raul, like so much of Raul, yeah, really. Just, sure. He just nicks in front. He, he's not the most physically imposing, but he just nicks in front of defenders. He just bullies his way in in front of the goal. Like, he gets whipped off as soon as he scores against Arsenal, but he's the one that makes the breakthrough. And got, he's going to score big goals between now and the end of the season. And that, he's just accepted his role in the team. Klopp's got the boy in off them all here. You know what I mean? You, you can't be brilliant every week, but you can get on the score sheet. And I think nobody kind of, nobody epitomises that. He's the anti-Bobby. He's the anti-Bobby. Bobby could be a 10 out of 10 and get nowhere near goal, but he pulled strings, get other people involved in the game. You wouldn't see Jota for 90, 80, 90 minutes and he'll just pop up the way he does today. And I couldn't be happier with him, to be honest with you. He, he annoyed the fuck out of me today, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but he scores. Yeah. He scores and that's it. When that's when look at you're not gonna turn around and go, Yeah, Jot was shit. You're like, no, Jot had done his job. Yeah. And he got out. That's what he's gonna be remembered for. And that's what we have. We have killers up top. And like again, going back to Neville said, we are dangerous. This Liverpool side are dangerous in so many aspects. Salah has had a month off, but he's got a few penalties. He hasn't been great since coming back from He's going through a big rigmarole with his contract at the moment. It hasn't affected us. We've got on. It's not disrupted anything. We've just got on with it. And that, that's that's a marker of how good it is. Look at Kane at the start of the season. He wasn't playing games because of a contract dispute. All the shit going on with Salah. Nobody really cares. We're getting on it. We have weapons. That's the only way of looking at it. And look... I don't think anybody has. It's an embarrassment of riches in a way where we can literally, I don't care who starts up top. If it's any three of those five, I'm good with it. That's the God on the street. Yeah, no, listen. I don't, I, I, I couldn't give a fuck who plays once we win games and once we score goals, genuinely. Um, and especially when you're in this situation. You know, don't get me wrong. If, if, if you are like, in a mad emergency and you play the centre half up front and he scored a goal you'd be delighted but you'd be going listen that's just not the way forward but with these you're just kind of going I don't care who does it I don't care because if it gets to the end of the season and we're sitting here with two, three, four trophies right no one's going to give a fuck about a fella's performance away in Nottingham Forest or who played who didn't play how good was he in that game he scored but how good was he who fucking cares get around in um, it's, we've won four you know the sort of way so it's for me it goes back to the whole thing of results matters. But at the same time, you can't pigeonhole every forward as they have to do A, B and C because some of them don't do A, B and C. They do D. And the other three don't do D. You know, the sort of way where Jota, I think, is one of those where you just, let me score goals and you can do all the fancy stuff. And that's absolutely fine. Keith, um, the game is won. We win at 1-0. We're in the semi-final. You look at, you know, Chelsea win away at Borough. Palace, Hammer, Everton, City run out easy winners away at Southampton. And it's probably the four teams you expected to be in the semi-finals. Um, we're drawn against Man City. Chelsea get Palace. And there's all sorts going on about, obviously, the young guy at Palace will be allowed to play against Chelsea. Can Chelsea sell any tickets for the semi-final? Nobody knows. Um, 
it's what we expected, Keith. But I'm kind of bringing this on to April because I can't wait to start talking about it. Um, it's going to be, it's it's actually a ridiculous schedule, isn't it? But you just have to go with it. You just have to be ready every single time you're called upon now, every single game. Yeah, exactly. And look, it is going to be tricky. It's going to be a sticky one. But we've said at the start of the show, this is what you're in it for. This is where we all want to be. We couldn't pick it any better. And, you know, to be in with a shout of winning days, to be in Champions League quarterfinals, to be in a title race, to be in cup semifinals, just bring it on. Do you know what I mean? Big games. Liverpool can perform, I think. They can up it and they can do this against the big teams. So we can look at the fixture list. Um, And it starts off, what's the first game? It's uh, Benfica, is it? Watford. Watford, sorry. Watford, yeah. Watford, what's it? Benfica, City, Benfica, City, United, Everton, Newcastle. Yeah. Big games that in there. That sounds like paper. the album verse of a Lionel Richie song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Um, but look, it's it, these big games. On paper, Manchester United are always a difficult game for us. On paper, Everton are always a difficult game for us. We shouldn't be looking at them teams with any fair. We should be looking at them teams as... Not routine, but let's not fear them. There was a time when Klopp went into these games, not necessarily at home games, more so the away ones, where he showed too much respect to these teams. I think he's shown over the last while that now those days are gone. We will, you know, look to mount that past them. The City ones are big ones, but the five subs in the FA Cup semi-final could benefit us with those options that we have up front that we can bring in, where the City sort of scamper, you know, to try and get a forward option off the bench if they need it. We do have them options there. That could be big. But you just want to be there, Gav. We take this, you know, if we if we the fixture list and we're looking at, let's say, Brighton, we're looking at Crystal Palace, we're looking at um, Wolves, we're looking at Leicester, we're looking at throw in the United, we're looking at Spurs, you know, trickier, nearly trickier games that you take your eye off the ball with. We have to be on these now. We have to be on top of it. There's no reason why we can't go through and win every one of these games. Possibility we won't, but we have to look every one at a time, one at a time, cup final, boom, cup final, boom, cup final, boom. Every single one of them treated like that, one game at a time. It's a cliche. We know it's a cliche. We've always said they look at blocks of games. Those days, I think, are numbered now. It's just, what's the next game, right? This is the biggest game you ever played in your life. It's what for the home. Don't care. Biggest game you ever played in your life. Get out there and win that one. The next one, Benfica. Biggest game in your life. Get out and win it. Do you know what I mean? And you have to treat it like that. So the fixture list is possible. We have a brutal January fixture list as well. With February fixture list, December, every month is is tricky. Am I just going over? Am I ticking over? Am I beating them? We're in that mentality now. We spoke about Manchester United when they done the treble, scuttering to wins at the, the arse end of the season. That's what we're going to have to do as well. But I think we are going to give a lick into a few of these as well along the way. So look, bring it on. Let's see where we go. Let's see what we let's see what shape we're in at the end of end of April. We could be all, you know, very happy at that stage. We could not be very happy or we could be out of an FA Cup, we could be out of the Champions League and we could be, could be out six points behind on the title race. We could yeah. be. But <clears throat> but you have to get in there to see uh, the results. To, to find out yeah. where you're gonna be at the end of April, you have to be going into April in a position to want to know the result at the end of the month. Yeah. Exactly. Kev, I'm a big believer in momentum. In if you're winning games, you're not tired. You'll just wait. You just want the next one. Give me the next one. Give me the next one because you know it's getting closer and closer. 
It's key you hear, Kev, that Liverpool come back against Watford and lay down another marker. And I know we've done loads this season, and I know we've a ridiculous amount of clean sheets, and despite City dropping something like seven points since November, they're still only a point clear of us, right? But it's important, Kev, we go and lay another marker on the 2nd of April, I think it is, against Watford at Anfield. And Anfield shows everyone that, right, this stadium is knocking it up a gear or two here now for the last two months of the season. Yeah, look, everyone has got to be watching the international break, hoping and praying that everyone comes back. Um, odds are most of them will. We might pick up one or two, but the hope is that everyone comes back. And the players, I mean, we all know it as fans, but the players, I bet you a pound to a penny, they have a sheet up somewhere in the dressing room and they're just ticking them off one by one by one by one. All this nonsense about we look at one game at a time. Do the hell is like. They know exactly the situation. They know exactly where they are. And they know what's at the end of this. You know, at the end of this, they're gonna they could be immortalized forever as the first to do something that's never been achieved in football. It's never been done. So these players, they know this. They're they're not stupid. And they have to know that. The twelve thirty kickoff, there can't be a lull. You know, you start how you mean to go on. And twelve thirty Watford at home is the first of a run. And it's going to be the most difficult run I'd say that we've faced in a in years. Between the quality of opposition and the volume of games and the importance of every single fixture. I think the Champions League game, you couldn't have handpicked a better one. You really couldn't. I mean, for for all of Benfica's tradition and everything that they're miles off Porto in the league. You have a back, you have a centre back pairing of Otamendi and Vertonghen, and if you can't do a job on those two, then you know you don't belong to you don't belong in the semi final. So there are games where you'd hope that you can manage the squad, that you'd hope you can go and get a job done in the first leg, and manage the second leg properly. But the first, the first game, it has to start off right. I mean, it would be an absolute disaster if we allowed what happened when we lost the unbeaten run to Watford. If if that ever happened again, mm-hmm. it would be a case of the wheels could ah, fall the off. League was, the league was one boy then, Kev. The I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, it only takes one fuck up to for everything to to start doubts and. But you that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's what not, saying sometimes, the, sometimes when you're fucking up, it's because Man City as well. Yeah, oh, it does. absolutely, it does. Yeah, and, and sometimes when you do fuck up, um, and see, it happens City every season because they're in a cruise control somewhere, and they can't shift themselves out of that. They can't put themselves back into gear. Uh, Red Steve said, if it turns out Shawnee is handcuffed to a radiator and blinking SOS in Morse code, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> he says, okay. Um, uh, Red Steve loves the show, and Shawnee, and Shawnee loves them, by the way. But, you know what I mean, Kev? Like, this goes back to the whole thing of, we know where we stand. There's no leeway. There's no, there's no slack there's nothing like because Rory makes a great point. He said we would like we would still have the same April schedule if we lost today, as we will play Aston Villa in the FA Cup semi final weekend. Yeah, keep spinning the plates as long as possible and see where they land in May, and that just pushes the Villa one down the line a bit more. You know the sort okay. of way, and um, they're going to have to fit that in somewhere as I well. Think that one, that one gets fitted in either second last or 
yeah, it'll probably be after the cup final. Yeah, there's so, a, after the cup final, there's a midweek slot before the last game of the season. Mm. So it'll have to go there. There is no other option for that. Mm. But you have to start off how you you know start off flying. So that Watford game is everything, you know. And the players coming back from international break will know this. You know they'll they'll be eyeing this up as well, and they'll target Watford and they'll want to put on a performance and show show Man City that look you're not going away from us anymore. You know you're got it's down to you now because we'll go top mm. before they kick off. They're playing air game now. Yeah, they're, they'll you play. They're, they're playing on air terms now. Exactly, and it was always the case that it was in our hands. Once we got it to, I think, within three points, it was in our hands, and yeah. it's still in our hands. Yeah. No matter what Man City do, the Man City can't stop us winning the league as long as we win there. Yeah, if we win all our games. There's fuck all they can do about it. Yeah, unless they score eight, eight win eight nil. No, because it, no, it doesn't matter it because. Doesn't matter now. They're they're dropping. Oh points. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. I thought you said when we got the yeah. three points. Sorry, now yeah, it doesn't because we, we now yeah, it we, doesn't make a blind bit of yeah, difference. It did at three points. And that's difference. its own pressure. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. its own pressure. It's when you mentioned the three points that went into my yeah. head. Right, I'm going to go around the table with this, and um, we'll we'll head off then after. Right, Shawnee, you know the schedule. You know who we have in the and you know who we have in a possible. Um, we know you have the Champions League quarterfinal possible possibilities in the semi-final. You know what's happening in the FA Cup now. You know where we are in the league and the fixtures we have left. Nine of them, I think. Yeah, nine of them. And you know where everyone else stands. A, does it excite you? And B, where do you think right now? And listen, this isn't a definitive. Right now as we sit, where do you think, what do you think happens with Liverpool over the month of April and looking into May? And could be finals and, and absolute run-ins to the to the death. Um, does it excite me? Of course it does. It's this is kind of unprecedented. Especially being like we've seen so much in the last couple of years. Like it, it, it's kind of hard to believe the journey we've been on since clubs came in, and uh, this is mad. This is mental. Like. There's loads of cliches that have been thrown around by football by years, but where every game's a final and all, but fucking genuinely is like it is. Like this there's, there's nothing to be a uh, nothing to bulk at. And the thing is, like in terms of opposition fans, they they it'd be more and more every week them going, Oh, them fucking ages thinks they're gonna win a quad and then they're going, Oh, they're still in all them competitions and Jesus Liverpool are in another semi final and it's just box taking gaff. Who knows? So much can swing. And, and this is what happened this season. We were fucking 12 points behind these at Christmas. And now we're breathing down our neck. So much changes in two weeks in football, never mind the month. But if you look at each and every one of those games, you need to think, yeah, we can win every one of them games. Easily. Not easily, but it can be done. Watford should beat them. Benfica should beat them. City away, it's going to be tough. But if you look at the way they're playing, I think there's a good time to be playing them. In the FA Cup, like Keith said, five subs, I think we have the depth to oust them. And then you're going into May and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, we're still... The fact that it's 
it's going to be April next time we kick a ball. And we're fighting on our fronts is mad. The thought that we can be doing it in May is fucking bonkers. Well you could be going yeah. into you could be going into the start of May knowing you're in a Champions League final. Yes. Um or I think you might have one leg of it done. Um you know at, in an FA Cup final. And we, you know exactly where you're The thing are is the, the difference now is a couple of weeks going you've been banging the quad drum for ages. I haven't I haven't gotten bored right. I think it's it's such a fucking difficult thing to do to win all four competitions because we had an off night tonight against Forest. Not a night we could have been banged out. Inter Milan could have been banged. We're getting done. We're getting it done though. But the path is clear now. We literally know every game we'll play between now and May. We know every single game we'll play. Whether yeah. it's going to be... Bar, bar, where the, bar where the Villa one is and I think it was Emmett said... Yeah, but um, we know where the fixtures are. We know yeah. what the fixtures are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know who we're playing. Yeah, yeah. We don't know whether we're going to play... We don't know whether we'd play City or, or Chelsea or Palace in a final or Villarreal or Bayern in a semi. They're literally the only things now that, that are up. But we, 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 our route is planned out. Do you get me? Like, mm. you, you can see everything. The road is ahead of us. Um. I just hope people don't try to bleed baby out with the bad water if you drop points in a league game because it, there's yeah. going to be loads of twists and turns in this. Yeah, That's the way it is. Yeah. There's no room for, not much margin for error in the FA Cup or the Champions League, but the league is going to be mad. It's just, it's. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. <laughs> I genuinely can't. I always felt like... But you're going to have it next I week always, as well. <laughs> I said it so... I, I said that we'd be really, really strong in the Champions League and I thought we would. I thought the FA Cup, I thought Klopp would do the usual and fuck it off when... But he hasn't. And the league, I put my hand up. I thought we were dead and buried. I didn't see City, I didn't see City letting us back in. But they have and they are wobbling as much as people won't like to admit it. They are wobbling and they look more likely to drop points every week than we do. So... It's got, I don't know where we're going to be at the end of May, but I know where I'll be. And fucking further away from your sanity every game, I imagine. Yeah, and listen, you'll take it for the ride. And, and look, yeah, I'm banging this quadruple drum ages because I'm just like that, where I just go, we're still in it. It's still going on. Um, the league one was one way you were kind of clinging for a bit, where you're going, can this happen? But I, until it's impossible with this Liverpool side, it's not. It's not impossible whatsoever. Um, you know, we could get to the end of April and we could be out of an FA Cup, we could be out of a Champions League. And as I said, we could be, you know, five, six points behind City with a couple of games left. And that might happen. But it won't stop me from turning around and going, what a team and what an effort. Because t- for me, I don't care how good a side you are, for, f- to go into it, to have, to be in a, to, to have a cup done an FA Cup semi-final, a Champions League quarter-final, um, to go on a ridiculous run to to cut something from 14 points to one, even though two of those games were enhanced. You've, you've, you've pulled seven points back on them, basically, um, since Christmas. Um, it's nothing short of brilliant. And I'll applaud this side, no matter what they come out with at the end of the season. Because, and listen, I know how good they are by the amount of people, opposition fans, go, ha, 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 you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Because then you know how good you are. Because they know that they were shitting themselves. And the only reason they were shitting themselves is because they thought Liverpool could do it. And that's how good they are. But that's just the way I am. Keith, um, I want to throw something in here. Um, a few people have reminded us beforehand. Um, Man City have declared that the Liverpool versus Man City game at the Etihad is now um, 
a dangerous game of some sort. Yeah. Never before has it been like this, but all of a sudden now it is. And they've cut Liverpool's allocation in the ground down to 2,800. I think that's down from around, I think it's about 3,500 or 4,000, I think. Okay. Um, but all of a sudden now, um, you know, safety bodies and stuff like that have decided that Man City versus Liverpool is a high-risk game for danger. Their heads are falling off, Keith, um, in my yeah. opinion. And how are you feeling about April and where do you feel we will be at the end of it? I agree, their heads are falling off and it's little things like that and people might think it's it's such a big deal. They do not want what, three and a half thousand Liverpool fans in that stadium because they'll make more noise than the Man City fans. They'll cut it as much as they can. And I hope Liverpool remember little things like this. They probably won't, but, you know, it, it's ridiculous and it's petty by Man City. But, I think I'm of the opinion that we're still talking about this in the start of May. That we're looking at, as you say, we're top of the league at that stage. We're in the final of the FA Cup. We're in the Champions League, whatever. One foot in the final of the Champions League. And that can come across as cocky and arrogant. I don't mean it to. I genuinely believe that this team, with this manager, with the squad of players that we have, We'll never be as as well placed or prepared for this than we are now. And I just think, you know, fate can can knock you down. But I think it can play a, a big part in where we're going to be here. And I just think Liverpool can I think they're gonna letter a couple of teams along the way. And I think we're gonna scut our way past a couple of these games. But I think we're gonna do enough that we're going to have a much clearer picture in the start of May on the positive side. Do you know what I mean? Not a, Obviously, we'll have a clearer picture. We could be out of everything by then, but I think we'll be looking at it in May and if any of you have a blade of hair left, I'll be surprised. But look, let's just wait and see. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Kev, a lot, you can be you can be glass half, glass half full and then you can be glass half empty at times. Yeah. But come on, you know, the only thing we can do with this is enjoy the riot, um, appreciate the team we have in front of us. And if they go and do the unthinkable, brilliant. Um, and if they don't, you go, well, it's not for a lack of trying or a lack of quality, exactly. is it? No, it's not. And the, the way I'm looking at it, I think the league is obviously going to be the hardest one. Yeah, because... the the level of opposition we're going to be playing is going to be 10. I think City drawing Atletico Madrid is going to do them absolutely no favours whatsoever in the league. They can't take their foot off the gas. Whereas I think we'll beat Benfica comfortably away in the first leg. I think we could do a real number on them. City will not get that luxury against Atletico Madrid in either game. And they've got us sandwiched in the middle. So I think... By the time we go to the Etihad, I don't know who was saying it earlier on in one of the pods, but I think it might have been Phil. That he was saying that by the time we played it, by the time that game is finished, we could be opening up a gap on City. The by the time that's done, we could be they could be dead and buried. Their season could be over. That's the facts of it. They could be out of Europe. I think they will. I think that Atletico will beat them over the two legs. I think they've just got that kind of style of football to give them all kinds of trouble. And you wouldn't know what would happen then. 
their season could completely fall apart, could completely derail them. Whereas I don't think a failure for us in the FA Cup or in a league game is going to derail our season. I just don't. I think we're definitely going to be, come the end of May, we're going to be lifting more silverware. It's just a case of what is it going to be. I think we have a better chance in the Champions League and the FA Cup to nail it. The league will be harder because we're going to be playing against sides who are trying to get into Europe, trying to avoid relegation. Plus, you know, sides getting into the top four. But, yeah, I can't can't see any other way than us being putting out a season that we're going to be remembering for a long, long time. I've never seen anything like this. Never. You know, the side that when we won the Champions League and we pushed City in the league that year pales into what this season could achieve. It really does. And that's, that's, I never thought I'd see that season eclipsed. But here we are two years later and we're doing it again. Yeah. And it's not, it's just fucking insane. Oh, you have a prediction? Yeah. Okay. Set your recorders. Here we go. Yeah. You can clip this up. I have a prediction here. Norse Ratchet is going to be pressing start on the stream yard. This is going to be hosting this podcast by the end of the next. We're all going to go on the gate a bit. Well, I, I'm, I'm, just let, I'm letting you know. Listen, I'm like one flew out of the cuckoo's nest and here it is. I'll, I'll make this promise. The night, if we win the FA Cup, we will definitely do a show after, right? If we win the league, we will definitely do a show after. Same for the European Cup. But we don't know where it's going to come from. We could be doing it on a phone from a boozer. And um, I promise you, if Liverpool win the European Cup to make a four in Paris on the 28th of May, I think it is, um, that won't be show for a week. I just, it just, that just won't be, right? Um, all you just piss off and have a good week and we'll see you the, fo- uh, the following Monday. Um, for me, I'm just so excited by it. You know, 18, 19 was a great run in the league and the European Cup. 19, 20, we were just imperious in the league. Um, last year, was one of those where just nothing went right for us. And, you know, no matter what we tried, uh, there was fellas falling by the wayside everywhere and we still managed to come toward. And I think that might be a huge factor in what drives us this season. Because we don't only want to go and win a competition to, to say, look, that was a bit of a one-off last season with just the injuries we had. This is a very likeable squad when you see them on social media and you see them doing ads for different teams within, within Liverpool or inside Anfield or inside whatever but they're ruthless as well and they are so driven and you know I'd say they, not, they don't only want to put one competition up there like the League Cup or two like an FA Cup they want to absolutely nail their colours um, to a few trophies this season and to show people that wrote them off laughed at them um, ridiculed them last season despite you know the biggest one is 21 different centre-back partnerships across the season. I think this squad, as nice as they are and as likeable as they are, I think are absolute rootless wankers when they want to be. And that's what you need to be. And I think that's what will drive them on. As much as, you know, game by game and win this and win that and keep going, that memory of last season hurt a lot of players. A lot of players. It hurt a lot of staff at Liverpool. It hurt managers, um, fans, you name it. And I... I just feel that what they're going to try to do this season is not only for themselves, but it's to put a major, major answer back to people that wrote them off last season ridiculously and decided that this season they wouldn't be even be eligible to go get into the top four um, based on 
a completely weird season last season. So I hope Liverpool keep going. Um, I'll applaud them at the end of the season regardless because we're sitting here on the 20th of March or whatever it is and we're in all four competitions, which is absolutely brilliant. And I'll applaud them at the end of the season anyway. But if they can go and ram it down people's throats while having a great time doing it, that would be the biggest thing to come out of it. The trophies are lovely, but the fact that those players are able to turn and answer people emphatically is um, is absolutely huge for me. Absolutely huge. Um, anything else before we go, Keith? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm dying. You're dying? you still a bit hungover? I am. I am. I don't go out much anymore, Gav. And uh, you won't be going out yeah. with me again. <laughs> no, you have a cure already, Keith. Like, what? Like, no, I'm, I'm, uh, me and Paddy, Paddy Lawson walked into the pub yesterday at about five o'clock, and Gav was half caught at that stage. So, what time are you here since he was there since four? So, he was already hammering them in at that stage. Yeah. So, we were nearly playing Bladen catch. Well, Paddy wasn't, I was playing catch up with him, and uh, ah. Uh, the worst for it. I'm I'm not the better for it today. You know what I mean. I'm not able oh, for it. And then I was up. It's gonna ring the fleece. No, no, no. Jesus, no. I'm on the milk. On the milk. On the good stuff. But um, I was up this me? morning. Then early with was... the and I had to go to mass and all this morning. I've had a bad ah, day. I've had a rough day. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go to mass this morning. But do you know what happened to me? I yesterday? had you down for a drink. I didn't have you down for a fucking lawyer. <laughs> Um, what happened to me yesterday was I played golf and when I got to the pub I really wanted to point to Heineken or something like that and I had to and I had to in about seven minutes to be honest with you they were lovely and then I think I was on my third one fairly quickly and somebody beside me to me left or the three points of Guinness and they landed and the three boys took a sup of this Guinness went Jesus that's like cream and I went no way and I felt a bit jealous so I called the girl back and goes, get another one of them, bring them down here. So I was literally sitting there drinking Heineken and Guinness at the same time, just because I wanted something refreshing. But the Guinness looked lovely. And it just went on and on till about midnight last night. Like, and it was just horrendous. Like, um, Keith got his bus home with his Chinese. Was your Chinese nice? Ah, it's poxy. Brilliant it was. Freezing cold when I got home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that 40 minutes on the bus didn't help. But, um, no, it didn't. No. no. But listen, fair play to you for turning up tonight. Shani, anything else before we go? Oh, all good. Um, two weeks off now of this little holiday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> little emotional break. Uh, I can walk on my mental gymnastics now for the next two <laughs> weeks. Uh, I have a nice walk out there if you DM me and I'll send it on to you. But okay. now, all good. Unfortunately, I couldn't make last night, but uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have amped opportunity to... Uh, yeah, next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Oh. Who knows? Yeah, no, let's see you in about it. I'll see you next time. Oh, Jesus, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time, um, we'll have another go at it. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Nah, mate, all good. All, all good. good. All right. Yeah. Happy days. Well, listen, um, I don't know how we've done on Bet Me this week. Um, Not good. Not good. We leave it. Okay. Um, of course, Liverpool don't have any games for the thing. But if you want to check out Betmate, go and do so. The link is in the description. You can join for free. You get involved in a free pot to see the lay of the land and stuff like that. They've also brought in this thing where you can create your own private pots where you can invite friends to play along with you and get involved in that. So it's another element to it, which is really good. Check them out. We're having a great time doing it. We've won £20, I think, so far across the thing, but and which is fuck all. But we're having a great time doing it. We really enjoy doing it and getting the guests and the chat and stuff involved and our, 
and our Telegram app as well. Getting them involved and picking it has been really good. Failacon is our charity. Please, please, please. I keep saying it. Um, if you can donate, please donate. Don't give us any super chats here. Don't try send us any money for anything like that. Please, if you're thinking of sending us any money for super chats or anything, don't. Go to the link in the description. Donate to Failacon. Take the link for the donate page and send it to everyone you know and help us get to that 10K. Because listen, we might win four trophies, but getting that crowd, getting that charity to 10K is bigger, right? Simple as that. That'll be the highlight of our season if we can get them to 10K by June. So please um, donate. And if you can't, because I understand people, you know, difficult times and stuff like that, absolutely. But go and um, share it amongst friends, family, work colleagues, whatever it might be. Do something work. You know what I mean? Shave each other's head and work for charity or something like that and give all the money to us or to Failicon. Do You can do whatever you want. And if you do want to go and do something like that, let us know and we'll back you completely on it. You know, and we'll give you a shout out for us. If you want to do stuff and work with friends, family, your kids, don't shave your kids' heads. It doesn't, it won't end well. But anything, anything along them lines, go and, um, go and make sure, uh, you do donate or you do, uh, pass it. On with regards to this week, as Shani said, we have some time off from football, but that doesn't mean we take time off. Well, I don't anyway. So, winners and losers will be back tomorrow. There will be no cop update tomorrow. I'm at a funeral, so I can't I can't do anything about it. Um, but winners and losers will be back tomorrow, night, and then we'll be looking at some quizzes, some drafts. We might have a look back at old seasons, players. We'll come up with something over the next two weeks to keep us all entertained. If you have any suggestions. Go into the comments after this show, leave them with us, and we'll see what we can do. Um, that's about it. That has been the Fatback 4. Um, it's Sunday night. Have a really good week. And, um, yeah, we should we be back tomorrow at some stage? Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.